0: Hello, and welcome to the Animation Communication Podcast, your source for discussion about animation, film, fandom, and more. So please join our host, I Love Kim Possible a Lot, or KP, for today's discussion. If you like what you hear, please remember to show support by giving a like, follow, as well as subscribing to the main I Love Kim Possible a Lot channel on YouTube. Spread the word, and thank you for being part of our community. This episode contains some mild adult language.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Animation Communication. What week? I'm not sure because we're just recording whenever, whenever. So uh, we have a little bit of a mix-up today because a lot of times we do a lot of like people who work in the industry and just general like You know, I did music, I did editing, I am a storyboard artist, but we have another person that does online things like me. You know, like me, kind of. Um, So, uh, Rebecca Doodles, uh, who's a VTuber. So, hi, Rebecca,
2: how you doing? Hello, I'm Rebecca, and I'm doing great today! (laughs) Yes, I do VTubing, but I do more. Like, the VTubing is just a recent development, because... Animation takes a lot of time, and I I have to <laughs> animate my thing, always that'll just take away from the main projects.
1: Oh, Okay, so yeah, that's that. Yeah, I I I live in that world, so I'm just learning Toon boom, boom now, and it's um it's a little scary, but it's it's also like makes your life easier once you get used to it. So, uh, what what programs do you use to animate? I know this is
2: not. Oh goodness, um, I started out in Flash back in the day. Now I use Adobe Animate, Toon Boom, Blender. And I did a tiny bit of dabbling in Cinema 4D. But yeah. Not, oh, not my so main all thing. of them, <laughs> essentially. All of them, yeah. All of if the I things. Hands, yeah, if I can get my hands on it, I will try it. And usually there's like a week where I just learn everything. And I, I think, is this very practical for my workflow? And if it isn't, I'll just drop it. I know it <laughs> works, but I don't really need it. Oh, After Effects as well. That's a thing I've been recently really been focusing on. I
1: feel, well, good for you. Cause like I, I get super anxiety when I try to learn new things. So you're just like, no, we're doing it. We're doing it. Unless it, it sounds like, but sometimes you don't do it, but for the most of the time you just sit down and do it. So props to you. Um, Anyway, so we Rebecca is gonna join me for news time. So we got a couple of news things. Uh, we just recorded, or I just recorded uh, an episode last week. So we're just right off that. So, um, but yeah, it's still it's still technically spooky time as far as uh, when we're recording. So do they celebrate um, Halloween in Germany, Rebecca? I'm sure they do, but I'm just asking because I'm a dumb no. American. They don't. No,
2: they don't. They don't. Oh! <laughs> Well, it's more of a recent development where they try it a tiny bit, right? So there's, like, certain, like, places where already events are happening, like some kind of festival, and then they theme it towards Halloween, right? Like, for example, food festivals tend to do that a lot. Be like, oh, very spooky. Look, you can eat fried (laughs) maggots here. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Right? But um, when it comes to, like, actual, like, trick-or-treating or similar things, you rarely get like in a, like in a cul-de-sac you get like lucky if you find two houses instead of just one doing it. right? Wow.
1: Is there any reason behind that or is it just more of like you know they, they just haven't gotten on the Halloween train or?
2: Well, I think it's more just a culture thing. Mm-hmm. Also it sounds probably pretty scary if you know a country who never celebrated it, um has like oh yeah you send your kids out at night to strangers houses to ask for candy right something (laughs) we've been all taught not to do right (laughs) so i i do understand that part is a bit weird so you wouldn't really want that so like enclosed parties or stuff like that they still happen but it's more for like older like grown-up people It's it's not for kids Wow.
1: Yeah, I mean, that does make sense. I guess, like, for, um, I'm a dirty American, so for a dirty America land, um, a lot of times if parents are afraid of that Then they, um, let their kids trick-or-treat in controlled areas, like, um, a place with a lot of other kids, or, like, you know, even before, um, the sun goes down essentially if they're like really young, just so they could just go with them and, you know, make sure nothing sus happens. But, um, yeah, that is a good point. I never really thought of it. I just, it just kind of been indoctrinated. And, but, um, that I'm, I'm glad I asked. That's interesting. Um, yeah. okay. Um, so since Rebecca is an animator, she's well, and also pretty just cool in general, she's agreed to do the news with me. So we're going to talk about news stuff. So, uh uh, uh, Rebecca did you want to talk about uh, the Wendell and Wild movie first since you
2: seem to kind of be more on that than I am yes so I personally do not know a lot about the creation behind it and everything but I'm just really interested in more like original projects and this seems to be like just really high up there in like originality and just flow of movie It's it's something like in the style of like Coraline and Box Trolls and everything like that, but it adds on top this just new twist, this modern twist to it that's like still works perfectly well in the setting. I love the trailer that has been released. It's colorful, it's it's flavorful, right? You have like more newer characters that are not like very archetypey. That's mm-hmm. just very interesting.
1: Yeah, I think too. It's interesting to see, like, as far as stop-motion stuff, it's always interesting for me to see, like, if there's very, like, heavy character design elements in stop-motion stuff. Like, you know, they try to push the rigs of the, the puppets in stop-motion to kind of em- emulate, like, specific, you know, like, character design tropes, which I think is interesting. And I just watched a uh, behind-the-scenes thing, like, this week about Paranorman, and I didn't really think about it, but I'm like, oh, yeah, there's tons of, like really specific character design in parent Norman as far as like really like things that might be hard to build a, a puppet for as far as the exaggeration on specific characters like Norman's hair and like some of the hips of the female characters. And I'm just like, oh, wow, I'm glad, you know, I didn't have that job because building puppets sounds scary um, and there's so many times you have to do it and redo it. But this one also seems to be like not afraid to push, you know, what. Like the artwork, the art of it is first, and then like we'll figure out how to build the puppet later. It's gonna be someone else's problem. So I think that's always um, something that's that's interesting, and I think that's helping in general. Um, because I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Leica is probably the biggest out biggest studio that's making stop motion stuff like continuously right now. Um, so I think. This is just a Netflix original. I'm not sure what. Yes. Uh, yeah, yes, it's I'm a not. a Netflix f- original. Okay, so it's good that, um, you know, someone else is doing stop motion, you know, like, you know, we can think, I guess, mostly The Nightmare Before Christmas before that. Uh, but we talked about Henry Selick a little bit last episode, but he uh, he directed The Nightmare Be- Before Christmas because Tim Burton couldn't because he was doing a Batman movie. But anyway. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, that comes out the next week math is hard on the 28th
2: for streaming so far so friday um, okay yes
1: so um and then the we were talking about it before the episode and I was a little bit confused but it's because um there's like sh- there's select showings of it like now in america like in like physical movie theaters so it's like i feel like it came out already did it not come out already am, am, am i not good with dates how do things how do things work but um i figured it out with 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 rebecca as my sidekick so you know we can we can math yay um yeah so we'll probably talk about that more when it comes out um but yeah it's interesting to see you know the i want to say the hype yeah. for it but just kind of like how you know, someone still wants to do a traditional project, but they, you know, they use Netflix as the uh, distributor, and how Netflix is like mm-hmm. making it much easier to, for people to do like fun artistic projects. And whoa, go Netflix for the for the most part, just exactly. You know, just... Yeah. Except stop, so... stop shutting down your animations.
2: <laughs> yeah, sadly. But uh, another thing I wanted to mention about the Wendell and Wild movie. Sure is I really enjoy how they hit the seams of where the jaw goes like they sort of keep it in the design. I don't know if you've noticed but stop motion puppets have like a detachable jaw usually so they can change out the um, the faces to you mm-hmm. know emote. And they have it like in the designs but it's not as noticeable because it just it's just like oh this line just belongs there because everyone sort of has it. -hmm. I think it's really interesting because usually you have to go in and remove that line in processing, right? After you have shot the footage over a long period of time. But they left it in and it's fine, right? Mm -hmm. It
1: reminds me like a little bit of um, Ed, Ed, Ed and Eddie. Sorry, I always get that tongue tied. Like where they messed up as far as putting the, like the, the blurry lines, the moving, like, line art on them, and they just kind of kept it, and people, because there's, like, it's an original project, like, you know, like, no one would know, you know, that I want to, not the difference, but it was a a stylistic thing that was kind of came along accidentally. So I know it's not the same thing, but it's kind of, like, just letting it become part of the style, which I think is interesting, just to kind of see, so,
2: anyway. Oh, I thought in Ed and Eddy it was a stylistic choice, because for each still frame, you would have to draw twice the same frame to have the effect going, right? My understanding so.
1: is, like, when they were originally making it in the pilot, there was a rendering error, and then they just continued to do it um, purposely, obviously, for the rest of the
2: show, so. Oh, I've never like that. seen that uh pilot
1: oh okay or yeah th- again i could be wrong that's just that's just the information on my brain or in my brain so um you know it i guess it might it must have been a frame um a frame error as far as uh, overlapping frames or something like that anyway we won't get too technical because i know some of you guys okay. aren't animators but you know anyway um let's see uh like and then we can talk more about how cartoon network is handling all being dead and all that stuff, so I guess they're they're not dead and it's just interesting to see all of the memes that are coming out about this and it's a it's not, it seems like a good good PR campaign from what I can tell.
2: Yeah, though I will say I'm a bit confused on like how things went. Like like they first took down a lot of shows and then they're coming back up. Like, like um, they don't they didn't need to do that, right? It's like, ugh. I think um I think they
1: were just like yeah they were they were shutting down a lot of shows and I think it's just like a change or a change of the executives being like we like we want to do this this like executives sometimes you know um, are a little bit short focused or they don't really think about like you know the long term effects of things and like you know point yeah. to a point of comparison is like all the owl house stuff and how, you know, like the owl house season 3 thing went viral and like the executives are like, "Hey, this got 2 million views. Do you think we made a mistake?" Oh no. <laughs> so like they they re- really weren't connecting like people talking about it online via the popularity of the show even though like normal people were like, "Hey, it's it's popular. People are talking about it. Like what are you what are you doing?" So And I'm just like, wow, like, really? But I guess, you know, when you're a big studio and you're, you know, like, you know, when you're Disney, like the studio, quote unquote, then you're just used to people about talking. You're just used to people talking about, um, you know, the stuff that they like, but not to the, anyway, sometimes Mm. people are dumb is the point of the story. Um, But it's, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I lost my train of thought, so... (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see. Yeah. So, well, what happened before is, um, there was a Cartoon Brew, which was a, or is a website kind of over-exaggerated, like they assumed because, I don't think they assumed, I think they, again, over-exaggerated information because since Cartoon Network was cutting back, they just assumed it was, um, not going to exist anymore and it was going to get dissolved into Warner Brothers like animation in general but um then then like people from Cartoon Network were like hey you know what you talking about like I guess that's technically true but like we're still we're still here we're still vibing and then like the Cartoon Network Twitter just kind of ran with it too and it's just been interesting to see so that's kind of my understanding of the story
2: yeah i've I've just been very confused, um, though I feel like personally what I'm seeing from everything so far, I think Cartoon Network just doesn't have a future towards what it used to be, right? Mm-hmm. And they have to change with the times and that's just been really hard on like all the executives who just don't really understand the climate of a lot of things. That's what I've been getting from the whole situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, you know, and being an executive is kind of like not a straightforward path too. So it's very dependent Mm. on like how people come in those positions. And if they come like from a background that, you know, even isn't strong, like traditional media, like um, I know Bob Iger is probably exception, but like in general, like someone who's coming from a a sports background and just, used to making live, a lot of live action stuff, or, you know, dealing with that kind of environment when you go to more traditional produced stuff, or more traditionally produced stuff, verbs, um, then sometimes they don't really know how to handle it, or they don't, um, you know, don't get the, the differences, and then, you know, they mishandle things. So that's, Again, my understanding, like, someone just needs to run the studio at the end of the day, and, you know, sometimes that's not going to be the person who knows what they're doing.
2: <sighs> yeah, Some... it, it do be like that, sadly.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, let's see, and I think that's the, um, oh, yeah, and I was just going to mention this before we move on, um, before... Uh, so uh, Cartoon Network's doing a whole marathon of Over the Garden Wall for Halloween. So if you haven't seen it yet, it's neat. It's kind of strange. Um, it's kind. Of, it's like Halloweeny, but but also kind of not Halloweeny. So it's a it's a miniseries. So if you haven't seen, um, I think it's like twelve episodes. So that's probably like six hours or something like that. Like three to six hours, off the top of my head.
2: Uh. For those who haven't seen it, it has beautiful animation, beautiful backgrounds, and has quite a bit of horror, especially at the start and at the end of the series.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I watched it once when it came out and I really liked it. So, mm. But um, yeah, if you're like, you know, it's not, it's not exclusively Halloween. I it, it has a really like fall vibe to it, too. Um But, yeah, like, it's not, like, I'm trying to get into it without spoilers, but, like, yeah, it's, um, you know, there's some, there's Halloween in it, and there's Halloween, like, near the end, but, like, its whole plot isn't really, like, constantly dependent around Halloween, so, um, anyway, uh, that's, that's my best attempt to, like, talk about it without spoiling how things happen. Anyway, it's, it's neat. Um, so, but I'm glad that it's, um, being, it's, it's popular and it's kind of becoming a staple for Halloween. because It's a really pretty, it's a really great project and I like it. So, and it's got a cool yeah. soundtrack. So anyway, um, blah, blah. All right. So now we're going to move on to the interview. So thanks everyone. If you don't like hearing things about going on, sticking through, but if you, um, if you made it this far then you know I guess you're neat but if you skipped I guess you know
2: what you're gonna do so hey Rebecca how you doing <laughs> I'm doing fine thank you for asking <laughs> which is odd because uh my house hasn't has been a bit haunted by the COVID so
1: oh okay I thought yeah. you were just like regular haunted and I was like oh no but
2: um you know you, no. you said a
1: sibling got COVID right
2: Yes, my brother got covid as well as my parents. Oh, am wow. the last one left.
1: <laughs> you know, last one surviving. Well, um are are there symptoms bad or how is that going?
2: Well, as far as I've been aware, uh usually it seems to be muscle cramps, strong muscle cramps with my parents and my brother, and I've been sort of being the nurse for my brother to like, <laughs> you know, cuz he's He's feeling so weak. This man is so weak. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just um, he he tends to be a bit of a pathological liar. So it feels a bit like karma that he now has it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that, that's valid. That's valid for sure. Um so, uh, we're gonna talk about things Rebecca does on the internet. So, I was gonna start with the VTubing stuff, and then we can kind of divulge into like more as far as your animation background and stuff. But for people who don't know what a VTuber is, can you kind of like describe what that is and what you do? I want to say not on the daily, but you know what you do when you uh when you VTube, I guess if VTubing is a is a verb.
2: Well, I guess so. VTubing is basically having a character. Um, on-screen that represents you or you act as so either it can be based on you it can be based on your favorite food or animal usually it's anime but not always Um, but it can be really whatever you like and it just represents you and there's different stages I would say to VTubing Uh, you start out usually just with the PNG or just a reactive png which is basically when you say something the png like hops a bit so (laughs) it just sort of mimics that this character is right now speaking sort of thing Mm -hmm. um but then the second layer is basically the live 2d vtuber which is basically you have a webcam uh, and then a program that reads your facial expressions and movements and this feeds into uh, a rigged up character that basically replicates all those movements that you then record or show off or stream with. Um, and then the last step, so to say for VTuber usually is to get a 3D model of that character that represents you, that you act as online, and you use that to you know stream, create content, skits, whatever really. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Uh, it feels like a pokemon like evolving
2: you know Um. yeah it tends to be (laughs) though there's been some cases where there was people saying oh if you have just a png you're not a real vtuber or something like that even (laughs) though it's like such a new thing to Mm -hmm. do and experience and to make I don't think that's true. I think that's just the three stages of being a VTuber because no one is born to be a VTuber, right? Mm-hmm. It's a development process. Yeah. I mean, and like, especially... Now... Oh, go ahead. And I'm now at stage two, I would say. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was
1: going to be... Um, I was going to say two just because it's such a uh, a new thing, you know, like technology and stuff. Like, um... mm-hmm that you, how do you, how do you come out of the room saying, like, I'm gonna be a VTuber, and then your mom's like, what's that? I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Um, anyway, that's, that's, that's my bad joke. Um, so, I guess, um, so, how did you kind of start getting into this? Was this something that, you know, like, evolved with your animation stuff, or, you know, this is just kind of, like, a, like, a different thing to do, or, uh, tell me about your, um, what i call
2: it your your heroic um origin story oh it's a <laughs> bit longer i would say cuz i've been on the internet for like 10 more than 10 years right mm-hmm. so i always had like my little sort of self insert character version and over time it just developed into this blue haired turquoise teeth and eyed critter so to say and at some point when it came to VTubing, um, I was just hanging in my normal server with my friends and one of my other buds who, like, once in a blue moon basically comes in and is like, oh, I'm going to audition for this one company of VTubers. I'm like, what the heck is a VTuber? <laughs> <laughs> that was about a half, a, no, over a half a year ago now at the start of this year. Um and basically, they from ground up explained to me, oh, yeah, so there's this big companies kind of like MCNs, if, if you remember those
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: multi network companies, something, something. Um, and they contract an entertainer, which is the VTuber um, into their company and they stream and create content and the revenue from that gets taken by them. But also you have an income that is consistent, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you get donated more than this consistent income, they just, you know, grab that, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're too good, you're probably not going to have too much fun at (laughs) one of those VTuber (laughs) agencies, right? Could have gone indie and just kept all of it, really. But that's just how it is. Um, and so she explained to me that this exists but of course she didn't say the last part that's because I researched it right
0: Mm -hmm. um
2: but she was like oh yeah these agencies I'm gonna like audition and then she showed me her like vtuber thing that she was doing I was like okay interesting so I researched a bit more and I I knew these people existed but I wasn't quite looking into it right because Mm -hmm. just No time. I got a lot of things on my hands. So I looked at it a bit more and was like, hey, that is actually pretty smart if you're a content creator and you want to show that you do stuff without adding more work to it, Mm -hmm. right? So, for example, if I have an update video, I don't have to like put my PNG there that I move around or just straight up physically animate frame-by-frame movements every time. So yeah, uh, and that's how I started. And then I saw, oops, you can make money on Twitch. And then I (laughs) started regularly streaming with that model I made myself.
1: So um, do you have any, um, like, how did you come up with your character? Like, where does your, because it kind of has a, like a devil slash Kingdom Hearts vibe a little bit to me, but I was just wondering, like, was that, did you always like, that kind of imagery, um, like, how did your character evolve and how did you kind of get the idea for it?
2: Oh, okay. I think my character, um, I started uh, really at the at the start when I was like below 10 years old, I started watching something called Soul Eater and read the comic about manga. And I thought, man, the main character has spiky teeth. That's so cool. right? <laughs> And I thought about it for a while and I wasn't really drawing that sort of thing because I was like, oh, I want to I wanna do Cartoon Network sort of style because it was easier for me back in the day. Right. And then I just went on with just, you know, how I would just self-portray myself normally with blonde hair and whatever for a while. And then at some point, f- three years ago,
0: I think now,
2: I was just sort of looking at my old drawings that were like more edgy for my teen years. And I noticed (laughs) one drawing of like a very convoluted sort of sparkle dog version of myself being like, oh, I'm in so many fandoms. Look how creepy that is if I put it all together. Right. Um, And it had like these like interesting teeth that I made. But of course, they were like really jank. And it had, like, extra arms. I was like, oh, what if I... What if I just do that? But, like, with my current knowledge in character design and everything. I was like, okay. And I did it, and it looked really fucking good. I'm like, oh my god. I had something going on back then that I didn't notice some potential in this design. (laughs) And that's basically it. Uh, The color choice was only done because... I took the old Twitter dark modes colors because I thought I would just hang out on Twitter like the whole time. I was like a Twitter artist at that point, so to say. Mm -hmm. So I was like, why not straight up merge with the colors of the site, right? And then Twitter changed their color scheme again. And now it's just my original colors at this point, I would say. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: Um, so can you walk, like, when, a day when you're streaming, can you kind of walk me through your day-to-day as far as, like, how you get ready, like, how what what determines what games you're playing, um, you know, how you interact with the audience, how long you play, um, can you just kind of give me, like, a tour of your day, um, as far as if you're, if you're planning to, to work, uh, on Twitch?
2: Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> um... Usually, I wake up around eight to ten a m depending on how long I was asleep like you know was was awake before I could sleep. Mm-hmm. um then you know I either go grocery shopping first or I make dinner, you know everything. And then later around 18 p.m., which is 6 p.m., I guess, if you go American time Mm -hmm. numbers, Um, uh, uh, Berlin time or like Central European time. Um, And then I start streaming. Beforehand, I, of course, think, oh, what was last day? What did I promise last day, right? What did I promise last stream? Because usually I make, like, a little promise or what are we going to do next stream, right? Something like that. And then I, you know, turn on the camera. Usually do something, like, uh, starting soon thing. So there's, like, time for everyone to come into the stream, right? There's, like, a little, little screen I made where the chat is shown, and, you know, they, they just come in. I usually take a pee break right before stream because that way, <laughs> while this thing is going, right, and people are coming in. Yeah, it's <laughs> important to plan that in and a little pee break. And uh, then you have, like, right, like, enough time until you got to pee next time, right, which is going to be right after the stream, right? So you don't have uh, any issues with that. Um, And, you know, when I come back, uh, sometimes I also get a snack or some water, you know, just getting ready. Um, and then I sit down and then I start it. And usually it's like one original thing, like a new game we try out, uh, like for rarity, you know. Sometimes I do a commission on stream and then right after uh, I've done that, I switch over for one or two games of Binding of Isaac because that's just my comfort game at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I do that. And when the stream is going, my moderators do a bit of fake gambling, I guess. Fake so gambling? It's based <laughs> fake gambling, because real gambling is not allowed. Yeah. Um, so there's something called channel points on Twitch. That means y- the longer you watch a person, the more channel points you accumulate, which you can redeem for either some emote stuff or for... Little um text messages that are either read out or highlighted, you know, and with these uh redeems uh you can basically gamble these points away by betting on things, so we have a little bed pole, and the the betting is usually in binding of Isaac if I w- you know defeat the boss because it's a it's a dungeon crawler, so to say, so um. I either win or I either lose, depending on the items I get. And, you know, that's where the betting comes in. So that happens for the games like six times in three games because they bet twice a run. Um, and then usually after that, I have a little bit of wind down around uh, midnight, usually. So from 18 to midnight, I stream somewhere in between there. Usually around four-ish hours, three-ish hours. Um, And then I have my wind down where I just ask, okay, guys, how would the stream go? What's your feedback? A little bit of chit-chat. And then we talk about what next stream will be. And then I say goodbye and ciao, ciao. And then I end the stream. But that's not it. Because usually after stream, I interact on Twitter quite a lot. Sometimes I even host a little bit of Twitter space. Um, to, like, you know, get other people's feedback, just chit-chat with the fans, you know? Um, or just connect with people, because sometimes people just don't have Discord, or sometimes I also go into Discord servers, VTuber Discord servers, and then just ask if they have any knowledge, any, any news that I can use for the Twitch stream, any, any new arrangements, who knows, right? Um... And then usually around 1 or 2 a.m. I go to bed <laughs> and Mondays I usually take a break because I need to need to rest at least once a day, uh, once a week. There we go. That's so, yeah. fair. Um, this is a little off topic, but uh, so what's up with uh, your, your
1: brand new devices game? Can you give people a little uh, bit of what that's about and why you like it as far as uh, streaming material?
2: Well, Binding of Isaac, because it's a dungeon runner, is really easy to just pick up and play. There is no bigger story, sort of, but it's not, like, the important part. The important part is to really just get through without dying. Uh-huh. And because it's so easy, pick up and play, and it's limited in resources, because my PC is not the best. It's okay but because of its time it has had with me, which is about... Six or seven years Um. at this point, it is not Really good for a lot of things and recently it's been doing some very concerning noises uh, I've been actually doing a little bit of a fundraiser to get the money for a new PC um, It's been going pretty okay So that's why I'm using Bind of Isaac and not like any like modern games 3d games are rarely working on my PC they usually, like, drop in frames for That's no fair. reason at all. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was just curious if there was something more to it that, uh, draw you, that drew you to it than just, um, you know, like, well, as far as, like, motifs or anything.
2: Motifs. I guess it's because also it's, like, from Newgrounds. And mm-hmm. I have a soft spot for newground created content um, or, like, creators that came from Newgrounds. I used to just look up to them quite a bit as a kid. So um, I'm glad I can like just experience these games now that I sort of... I don't have the time, but it gives me an excuse to experience these games that I always looked up to because I'm also creating content, making money off of this fun, right? Mm-hmm. Um giving myself the the situation where I'm allowed to have fun like that has just never been the case because I always needed to work right mm-hmm. so it's a it's a whole thing right it's like I'm I'm trying to relive my childhood that I'd never had
1: <laughs> that's that's fair um I mean that's a good reason too because it's not just like supporting a big industry for from- a or not a big industry, a big like studio. You're kind of supporting little man uh, as an artist to another artist, which is I think is yeah. Neat. yeah. So um, I guess um, because I know people will ask, how does the Twitch uh, affiliate program work, and how how does that even do the thing?
2: Um. Well, it's hmm. Hmm. <laughs> good question. They made it very easy to understand and use. I would say it's more like, oh, now you can automatically run ads. Congratulations. You can make a tiny bit more money if enough people watch. But you can be um, affiliate without making a dime, really. Mm -hmm. If you just can't pull in the peeps to watch it, it's an an empty situation. (laughs) Right, right um otherwise yeah it's it's the that thing and of course it's the custom emote stuff i guess that also adds but it it's not really that important i feel like you only see a real difference if you're like partnered or something otherwise it's meh
1: um so is it more like you just start streaming and like you get an automatic email like after you know x amount of streams that says like hey twitch wants you to be a partner um uh, yeah, something.
2: um, they made it seem like a game, so mm-hmm. you get you get like achievements on Twitch, so a little little thing pops up with a little confetti, and we like, congratulations, you found a milestone, or you you achieved the milestone. you had ten consecutive viewers today, Wow. <laughs> Whoa! You have fifty followers. Congratulations! You know, it it always goes like that. It's Mm -hmm. it's really fun at the start, but the more you grow, the less you are interested in the game aspect of Twitch because it seems like a game at the start, and more interested in okay, can I like afford things from this now, or can (laughs) I not? Is this a valid path? <laughs> yeah, is this a valid path of success and uh, money? Because you know you gotta support yourself. You can't just you know stay in your room all day, play games, and not be able to support yourself from that. Because otherwise, why not just go outside and work a normal job, right? Right, right.
1: Yeah, so, that yeah.
0: that
1: that makes sense. So it's more about the people donating um, than anything. And like, even though people get really excited about being a Twitch affiliate, it's more column A than column B. Like you need to kind of have a solid audience, I guess, to make it work. Is, is that is that kind of basically it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. You,
2: need, you need to have the people that you usually know that come over, you know? You probably also have like, a few people that always comment like, oh, hey, good job this time. You know, there's the same sort of group of people that you always know they're there. You need that for your Twitch streams. Otherwise, it's just a sort of zero thing because mm-hmm. you can get rated by like a popular big person and you can get a lot of viewers in one stream. But if they're not there next month, you will just get just as little like viewer money so to say right as you did the month before you get rated right right So
1: that makes sense that yeah. makes sense um yeah it's just it's just really interesting to me how like things are evolving um mm. let's see um do you have any like highlights as far as your like favorite moments like not specifically VTubing, but just like anything like making content yeah. on the internet yeah
2: Oh, I have actually quite a lot of favorite moments. I can't really choose one exact one. Um, Let me start with when I pitched my own cartoon show to Adult Swim. I think that was really fun.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. Um, Tell me. Tell me that. I'd love to know about that.
2: (laughs) Okay, so basically, Adult Swim used to have a call-in segment where you could straight up just pitch your own show to them. And they would have a sort of money grab bag that they would sort of They had like 500 USD and they would just give it as like a starting point to the person or to the people that seemed more interesting or worthy of the money from calling in to pitch their show. So it's like a starting point to develop your show, so to say, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And I called in and they gave me $50 and then we're like, yeah, so come back if you have more animation. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But so, hey, you know, some people left those. Uh, they were called, I think, uh, development meetings. Some people left those without any money. So I, I felt very lucky that I had the possibility.
1: So did they just have like an open call on the internet that says like, "Hey guys, like, give give us your ideas," kind of thing? Yes. Or okay, cool. Yes. I was just like, "How did you, how did how did that happen?"
2: But yeah, that mm, go ahead. <laughs> the interesting part was in the same call. Um, two things happened that I didn't expect. I also recorded the whole thing. It's on my YouTube channel if you want to check it out. Um, So basically, the creator of this house has people in it and normal footage of a bear, I think it's called. Um, This really cool, famous producer and just guy was in the same room listening in while I was pitching my show. And I didn't realize it until I replayed the footage on my YouTube channel that I uploaded it to. And I saw him just sitting there for a hot moment. It was like they accidentally like, pulled the camera over without knowing it, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a few frames of him just sitting there looking at his like, PC, seemingly looking at the pitch document I sent over. And it felt so weird that there's probably more people in that room when I pitched They just don't know about which executives or just creative people were sitting there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And another thing is one of the people as well that was just hosting it asked me if I called in before. So seemingly my stuff seemed familiar to him, Mm -hmm. even though I never did. So that was like, I don't know if he just was mistaken or if he actually saw my content before at some point. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's very interesting because you never know online.
1: Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, you know,
2: I that just that's just interesting. Do they still do that? No, they yeah. sadly when the merger happened, you know, <laughs> um, they, the you know Adult Swim got reworked a bit and they basically dropped the streams completely. Um, yeah. Sad, okay. Yeah. Sad times. yeah
1: yeah I was just I was just curious. Um, yeah yeah that is that is oh. interesting. So as far as animation, were they talking about like your own personal demo reel or were they talking about like like pitch animation assets kind of thing?
2: Well, I did submit before calling everyone who calls in has to submit um a pitch Bible mm-hmm. of like their show and then it gets shown on screen um, in that you know live stream. And I call in and then I explain, give them the pitch, the rundown, what does a normal episode look like, and similar things, you know.
1: Okay, but yeah, yeah I was... that, yeah, yeah. I was just curious, like this is like I've, mm-hmm. I've, I, 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 I want a show, so I'm just like, how? Tell me all your secrets. Um, oh! Any <laughs> any, any uh, other <laughs> any other fun moments that you'd like to kind yes. of share as far as your artistic yes. journey? Um, okay,
2: go ahead. <laughs> I, I would say there's some earlier moments that are really interesting because I used to be the mindset, and I think I still am slightly that being everywhere at once can help you just spread your influence or where you've been. Mm -hmm. Or like people recognizing you from different things, like wildly different things, right? Right, right. And another thing that's like really interesting, when I was a bit younger, I think it was like 2016, 17, right? Um, There was like Jacksepticeye, okay? I lay it down first. Jacksepticeye was doing a stream, a Christmas stream. And he was basically showing fan art on a screen there that people could use a hashtag, I think it's called, or was called uh, Jack the Halls, you know. Yeah, I get it, it. I get it. Yeah, and under that hashtag, if you post it on Twitter, there's a chance uh, a fan art will be chosen to be shown on stream on JackSepticEye's channel. Now, there was supposed to be like a surprise gift everyone had to do for each other. And one of the um, people there was crank gameplays, and he basically did a really goofy, horrible present for Jack. Um, and I saw it because they had to, like, move away from each other, but the cameras for the stream were, like, so situated that the, you know, the audience could see it. So I basically drew fan art of that gift and said, what the fuck, Ethan, on the paper. I, like, <laughs> wrote it on it. Took a photo of it with my phone and sent it on that tag. You know what happened? <laughs> it showed up in the stream. And, and, and the guy, um, uh, Crank Gameplays, he flipped out. He was like, no one look at this art. No one look at this art. <laughs> i was like oh my god this could have been my chance but no one was allowed to look at the art <laughs> um so yeah that's one situation that happened back in the day uh
0: that's that's neat. so
2: yeah no like it was a spoiler and i I didn't expect them to pick my art because there was, has to be like some intern or some person in the background picking the art for that TV monitor, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
2: so it is what it is, right? It happened. Um, then, uh, what, what else? Oh, yeah, uh, there was another situation that was more cheerful and happy. And I, was, um, I worked for Scott The Wars for Hot Minute. And I did uh, something for, I think it was around Christmas as well. Yeah, yeah, it was a Chris always Christmas. Like my <laughs> stuff always around Christmas. Something happens that's like, huh, okay. Um, but basically, I w- I did some stuff for his like charity Christmas uh, poster thing and for his um, for his, one of his videos, like a little animated segment. So that was pretty nice. That was like a really good experience with like a YouTuber.
1: Yeah, I guess, Um, you know, people want uh, Christmas stuff like when they, um, you know, when they're like they have sometimes they have more disposable income and they're just like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to get this thing. So, you know, Oh yeah, Um, that
2: makes sense.
1: Yeah, that just that just that's just an idea. Um, But uh, go ahead. Um, Did you have another one? (laughs)
2: Um, well, I guess I did a lot of fan art back in the day as well of people (laughs) where I was featured in the back end. Uh, you know, there's one Scribble Kibble video, uh, I Hate Everything at the end, I had, like, my fan arts featured quite a bit, um, and (laughs) out of all people, uh, I my eye was featured in like a turkey tom video uh, and i got interviewed by what's his name uh, the one with the rainbow glasses um uh, dafpina i got recently interviewed but the subject wasn't like the greatest because you know what Pina videos are about so
1: <laughs> that's that's fair that's fair oh well yeah i didn't realize you've been vibing the whole time and uh, we've talked about too, like in the past on the on the show, like sometimes doing content or making content that's around other things people care about. Like I don't know how you're how much no, how familiar you are with my stuff, but I started making uh, my little pony stuff first. Um, you know, people kind of resonate that sometimes um, faster than you know original art and it sucks sometimes, but you know, like that's one of the ways to, kind of grow and connect and be like, hey, you're a fan, I'm a fan too. Let's be fans together. So it's just kind of interesting to yeah. see. Um, so what uh, what hours and what times do you usually stream in case people want to drop in on a stream?
2: Well, around Central European time, 18 or 19 p.m. So 6 or, nine, uh, six or 7 p.m. There we mm-hmm. go, if you go with the English thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, I'm actually uh, very much aware of you know your past with the pony stuff.
1: Oh yeah, um, I wasn't I, I, I saw you follow me on Twitter and I was like, oh, she seems cool. I'll follow her back. but I, I don't know. Sometimes like uh, when we're doing industry people, I'm just like, oh, I gotta explain what a brony is, Oh man. <laughs> <So>. oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, don't worry about it. Uh, I used to actually have a pony fursuit. Um, oh, okay,
1: you were hardcore.
2: <laughs> I was hardcore, yeah. I had a whole Tumblr blog. I had everything. Um, actually, fun fact. Uh, so I actually used to follow you quite a bit before. um, Before I blew up and stuff. Before mm-hmm. I became what I'm now. Um, And then at one point, I thought, hey, I follow you. That's interesting. What if I unfollow and then refollow? Would you get a new notification in? And- yeah you do (laughs) so yeah uh I've been just doing that recently where I just I'm like oh I've been liking this person's content and I follow them but now that I have the quote-unquote numbers you could say um what if I unfollow and refollow and a lot of people have been like following me back you included so that's just very interesting
1: yeah, it's not, I mean, it. I think for some people it's about the numbers, but I think other times, too, it's just, like, once you become a content creator, like, there's a different kind of relationship you have with other content creators because you kind of know, like, some kind of sus fans or you just kind of have general experiences or you have you have more of a general sense of, like, the do's and don'ts, so it makes people more comfortable. So that's kind of where I am, but, like, you know, other people are just, like, Oh man, look at look at look at her numbers. Let's do a thing. So I try not to do that. because um, it's it's just kind of a shitty thing to do. It's like, let's talk about your numbers, but um, you know, at the same time, um, you know, sometimes that's the reality of how specific people view specific situations. So, you know, but well, I feel, I feel. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> well, I would say like I would love to say all people There's a lot of people that don't think so, but the majority uh, of people think like that. That's just fact. Mm -hmm. If you have the numbers, you will get. People will just start following you because you have a lot of followers, which is really insane to me. Um, Like, for example, I was in a course. uh, One of my friends got me into a course with um, the dude that made like a Spyro, right? Like a professional. Mm -hmm. Uh, like one of the dudes I my because there's like multiple but you know what I mean. Um and he was like the designer or something for like the main character design. And you know, we were just talking, I was sort of like showing stuff my stuff off and was like, Okay, so I wanna go to a studio maybe with this, like pitch my show to some studios because it has developed since the adult swim uh pitch, right? Mm -hmm. And I was sort of showing off the references, the turnarounds, the character dynamics and everything. And he was being very, not very, but quite standoffish at the start. (laughs) And then at some point I was clicking onto my YouTube channel to show one of the scenes I worked on. And he saw the numbers (laughs) accidentally and he was like, oh my God, why didn't you show me this at first? And suddenly he like flipped on his toes. Right? And suddenly was totally excited for my project. And I was I felt confused. Cause he first treated me like some rando, which I was, to be fair. Mm-hmm. But then suddenly he treated me more familiar, like I'm their friend or something like that. And it's like I-, I do have a lot of respect for you, sir. But my God, that was that was a bit quick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I feel I feel and like um you know I was in LA for like a year and a half before COVID uh it's interesting to see too like how people's relationships are characterized based on like quote-unquote their level of success uh, quote-unquote so um yeah I get it and I don't know it's 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 hard but it's also hard too I think too like when you d- when you have a lot of fake friends but you don't have a lot of like Real homies because when shit hits the fan sometimes, which I don't know if that's happened to you yet, but uh, um, you know, it's it can be hard to realize who's like really got your back or who's just there because you know, Mm -hmm. the the one thing that you did the one time that you know they were like oh yeah they you know they did things
2: and now I like
1: them so anyway what ramble ramble um.
2: Well, I guess we can go go into this just a tiny bit more because I might have the ability to just hang with my crew without Mm -hmm. being affected by most things around me because these are the people I basically gathered from different places that were... Let's just say, okay, you're in a Discord and you both meet each other and you both get like this feeling of we just click... And wow, this server we're in is pretty cringe. Let's just <laughs> head out. Right? If we both get this feeling and we just click like that, I usually snatch them up from that server, be like, I will save you. We're having soft tacos later. You know? So um with these friends around me, I feel just safe to like do whatever the fuck we want in the server and be like, okay, like whatever happens on Twitter, whatever happens on YouTube. Whatever is going on, I don't know, with my brother or something. uh, It doesn't matter because in the end we can still hang. No one is gonna like escape the room and be like, these people are bad because (laughs) it's like, it's like when we have shit on each other a bit where it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, if you leave, (laughs) you're going (laughs) down with the ship, buddy. (laughs) That's right. fair.
1: That's fair. Um, yeah, um, that is also a good way to to network. I think, and just kind of, kind of, kind of talk and, and kind of feel feel ha- feel the vibe. I guess, quote unquote. Um, yeah, I also, guess. Um, I-, I hope.
2: Oh, sorry. I just want to say this was not threatening the people in my server. By the way, I was just joking. Okay. I, okay, have, so a I like have a gun. I have a gun
1: via the internet. Like <laughs> <laughs> Um Okay, so I guess uh we can wrap unless um did you have any other specific things that you want to talk about as far as your experience being on the internet and like mm. that?
2: I guess with it all being very fast how things happened on my side because, you know, I went from Basically, almost being a nobody to people, cosplaying my characters and stuff like that, right? Wow! So, yeah, it's legit. Like from one moment to the other, because I got big with the game Friday Night Funkin', so to say. Um, and you saw how like Friday Night Funkin' Mania happened with everything. It, it was quite insane. You couldn't go anywhere without stumbling in something Friday Night Funkin' related. Mm-hmm. Um. Which doesn't mean it's a bad game, really. It's just the, the fans just... It, it's like Undertale all over again, really, when it comes to the fan bases and whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and I will say, I, I still don't know how to feel about the fact that um, because I'm more adult-orientated with my content, that so many kids that are mentally a bit disturbing me are now attached to me now there's like good people right like there's always good people mostly there right in every fandom most of the people are like good people but then there's like vocal minorities where i'm like "Uh, um hmm can we just (laughs) ignore you please like i'm gonna push you into a blanket like wrap you in that blanket and then push you out the door and then you have to find your way home okay uh sort of thing
1: right right um i always think about it as like oh well you know if they're they have access to the internet if they're watching youtubers that curse then there's nothing really i can do about that you know so it's if parents are bothered by it then you know maybe regulate your youtube kids or your I guess twitch or whatever whatever thing um but you know um it's it's very case by case but yeah there's a lot of times um uh, children can be like really into things and then I'm like no we're hiring and I'm just like can I work for you I'm
2: 12 and I'm like no um oh, yeah <laughs> oh and when they when they come over like the kids and say I'll, I'll even do it for friends like that's even more illegal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, that's even worse
2: <laughs> yeah
1: oh gosh um okay i don't i don't have anything else right now if you're good um so where can people find you on the internet if they want to appropriately stalk you Is
2: well you can find me under at rebecca doodles underscore at Rebecca underscore doodles on twitter.com. You can also find me at Rebecca underscore doodles on YouTube because they now implemented the at feature. Did you know that? Oh yeah, yeah. That's they just did that like new. a week ago. Yeah. Yes. Um and you can find me on Twitch at Rebecca underscore doodles, I'm pretty sure. Let me let me just check. <laughs> Let me just check So I don't say any lies uh, Yes, Rebecca underscore doodles uh, I also have a TikTok But you'll have to find that yourself <laughs> it's, yeah. a <laughs> it's a secret TikTok It's a secret Yes Um. Also, I will just say again uh, I am trying to fundraise a bit for a new PC So my old PC doesn't blow up in my face Just because I'm going to do something in Blender <laughs> so you know, if if you give wanna me buy your a scrunkly, money, <laughs> no, if you want to buy a scrunkly, actually, do you know what a scrunkly is? I don't know what a scrunkly is. What is a scrunkly? Well, a scrunkly is a little Discord reactive image that is made of two pictures that look a bit like a plushy version of whatever character, really. Um, and I draw them for fifteen euros a, bu- uh, a pop. There we go.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, um, uh, that's well. If you if you want you want a stuffed animal that's two frames lo- whole long, you can you can get yeah. it on the internet. Whoa, Woo! <laughs> I gotta, look, I gotta yes. look this up now. I'm curious how they look.
2: Hashtag scrunkly uprising. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all good. All good um so yeah thanks Rebecca for coming on the podcast I appreciate your time and I'm glad we worked it out because like I'm always I'm always sick so I always have to like sorry I'm having flashbacks we're gonna have to do another week and some people are like okay and I'm like yeah I I hate me too so I appreciate your patience
2: (laughs) it's fine it is what it is and thank you for having me
1: yeah, of course. I'm glad we, we vibed. It, it seemed like we vibed well. So, you know, I'm glad you yeah. came on. I'm glad you got to talk and you know, it's always good, especially, um, to, to reach out to people that are like nice, but people that also connect with the content is always like a nice little bonus. I'm like, yay, I, I did it good, I, I, I help people laugh in things. So, um, all right. Thanks again, Rebecca, for coming. And if you're new to the podcast, um, from Rebecca's side or whatever, I'm I love Kim Possible a lot or KP for short. I do videos about cartoons, um, and pony stuff every once in a while. So like, comment, subscribe if you want to. And new podcast episodes come out on Wednesdays, um usually probably other every other week. But we have a big archive if you're new, um and want and wanna marathon podcasts. It's on all of the podcast places, including YouTube, but Spotify or itunes or whatever the, the hell you podcast on your podcast places um but yeah i appreciate everyone for listening and thanks again and you can follow the podcast i'm trying to think of all the tags to make sure i get them all uh, you can follow the podcast at at the kp podcast on twitter and then i'm at i love kp a lot on twitter if you want to stop me appropriately Alright, well, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, I'll see you on next podcast time, uh, whenever that is, in in the future. Bye!
0: Thank you so much for listening to Animation Communication on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider. We are really hoping the show makes a difference in how people view animation as well as media as a whole, as well as giving and providing advice for people all over the world who like or want to join the animation and media industry. If you like what you heard, please remember to show support by giving a like, a follow, rating those 5 stars, as well as subscribing to our main I Love Kim Possible Lot" channel on YouTube and turn your notification on. New episodes of Animation Communication come out every Wednesday at 6 a.m. EST on podcasting platforms and 4 p.m. EST on YouTube. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at The KP Podcast for information about upcoming guests, episodes, and more. As well as our hosts, KP and Riddle, at I Love KPA a lot, and at Riddle Lightning on social media. I'm Kat, and thank you for being part of our community. See you next time on Animation Communication!